morning, Patriots, and welcome to the Patriots Prayer Podcast. Thank you for tuning in with us this morning, and we're going to get you guys started with a couple of, uh, you know, first of all, you know, I when you see 50 Cent being quoted on Fox News, you know, something something wild just happened. Is they're, they're only going to quote him against his, his, own, his own culture. They're playing that same game. But that's exactly what he was doing. And we're talking about the L.A. Uh, L.A. has lost its damn mind and has instituted a no-cash bail policy for nonviolent criminals. But they try to act as if the crimes that they're not allowing cash for are victimless crimes. And let me tell you, uh, when it comes to drug addiction or drug sales, there's no victimless crimes. The victim is the person who can't control whether or not they do heroin or meth. That may overdose on fentanyl. That may cause someone else to overdose on fentanyl. Or they may steal from somebody else in order to feed their habit. There's there's a lot of victims that are involved when you talk about crimes like that. So to say those crimes are victimless is only telling you know a very minute or uh, the story from a skewed perspective, right? Because on the face of it, you're putting drugs in your body. Who are you hurting? No, they're not talking about what you're doing to get the drugs, who you may be depriving of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness in order to achieve you getting high that day. So there's, there's, they, you know, they're not going to make things any better. I mean, look what they've done already. They've decriminalized anything below the uh, $600 mark. So you got people walking into stores and walking out of stores without paying for uh, groceries in some cases, goods in other cases. I've seen uh, video clips from Home Depot, Walmart, and the like where people uh, just walk in and walk out carrying things. And what's going to end up happening is people are going to start dying more often because it's already happened a few times. Uh, and here's the here's the bad thing about it, right? Not just in L.A., but in New York as well. Um, you know, you get these store owners that protect themselves like the old man in New York, and he protects himself with his legal gun, and they treat the criminal like the victim and lock up the law-abiding citizen who's protecting his property by saying, well, he didn't have to shoot him. It was only a $60 thing. Well, let me tell you, you're not supposed to stand back and let someone rob from you and decide, is it worth killing him over as he's robbing me? No, 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 no. Uh, you know, it seems as if people get this whole thing twisted. You have a right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, and be damned anyone who gets in the way of you actually pursuing it. And that's the way... It's supposed to be, which is why the Second Amendment even exists. Between that and actually making sure that the government doesn't turn tyrannical one day, and if it does, we at least have a fighting chance. That's what it's about. It's about freedom. And all these people on the left that used to uh, constantly preach that they don't trust the man and the system and all that, now they think the man and the system are the only ones that are supposed to be able to wield a firearm if you get rid of firearms in a free society you get rid of the free society right along with it because you become beholden to your government 100 percent um i do have a clip about this i would like to show you and then i'm going to quote mr 50 cents after this and listen to what he's had to say about it but i can tell you after Uh, speaking with 
I'm going to switch this over here. Now, what this is, is the Fox uh, in L.A., Fox 11 in L.A., and they have, they they put a, a, a twist on the story that even I didn't uh, take into account when I was uh, initially doing my research for this. And you'll hear them say here in this clip, but I didn't realize that they didn't even have anyone stand up against this bill, and the judge was even shocked that no one spoke out against it. They just let it happen. This is how much in fear for their careers and their jobs and whatever else that these people are under in California that they won't even stand up for what's right because they're so afraid of the local government. Take, take a listen to what they're saying. And we'll talk say this is finally a fair system but I can tell you after speaking with people in law enforcement many call it the degradation of crime starting at midnight tonight the sheriff's department will take for crimes such as theft shoplifting drug use vandalism battery and a whole host of other non that affect the quality of life of people here in Los Angeles County. LA Deputy DA John McKinney explains that due to Judge Lawrence Riff's ruling, many people arrested will be released immediately without having to pay bail before their arraignment. Judge Riff made the point of saying that he implored California officials like the sheriff, the chief of police, the district attorney, the city attorney, he implored them to testify to explain why he shouldn't issue this order and he was surprised when no one stood up to challenge it. And and that's what I'm talking about right there. These people that openly disagree with this after the fact, many people in the police department that disagreed with it, but not one of them in the moment when it really counted would speak up against it. They let this get passed. Um, they, they said nothing. They stayed quiet. So th this is the problem. This is because the, they are afraid of their local city and state uh, a government. That's exactly why they're not saying anything. It's terrible. I'm, I mean, people, I say it all the time, and I live by it. Do the right thing no matter what the consequences. It's the only way we come out of this. Yes, I know in the short term that causes a little bit of suffering for those who have to make such sacrifice, but it's necessary if you care about freedom in the long term. It is absolutely necessary. Listen. No one challenged it. Not LAPD Chief Michael Moore, LA County Sheriff Robert Luna, or District Attorney George Gascon. This system is not defensible. There is no evidence to suggest <laughs> that money bail does any good. Civil rights attorney Salil Dudani applauds Judge Riff's ruling. These people that do this and applaud such rulings and try to call it unconstitutional. They say that it, it it unproportionately or disproportionately affects poor people more so. Well, that's because poor people commit most of the crime, most of the theft, most of the battery, most of all the things that you're talking about, most of that is committed by poor people. So it's not disproportionately, and it's very easy to make sure that someone has a cash bail that they can afford. But if they cannot afford that cash bail... That's when the court has the right to uh, let someone go on their own reconnaissance on what's called low-level monitoring. This is the way it works because what it does is it holds people accountable and it makes sure that they return to court. This is what the bail system did. That's why it's in place. That's what it is. So when he's talking about it in these terms and only looking at it from that one through that one lens, 
he's not telling you. He's, he, what he's doing is he's lying by omission. So when you start seeing the cashless bail system actually utilized, watch the rise in crime because what's going to happen is the criminals in that area are going to be emboldened because they are going to know that it isn't going to matter what they do because they're going to be right back on the street. So what's going to happen is you're going to have more people uh, commit crimes because there will be people that would not have committed crimes due to the consequence. When you remove the consequence, you're going to have more people committing the crime and it's going to overload their already overloaded uh, justice system in California. And I, that's when you really start to see the breakdown. Um, and then when people stop completely trusting in the government, when 911 just becomes something that it makes no difference if you call it or not, um, it's going to go return to the wild, wild west. But that's my take on it. Remember, you heard it here. And says the current cash bill system is unconstitutional and unfair. The current system is not based on whether you're dangerous, on whether you're a flight risk, on when, whether there's really any need at all for you to be in jail. It's just based on how much money you can pay. That's not fair. It makes no sense. Would you have challenged it? I would have challenged it for sure. Former Sheriff Alex Villanueva believes it's a mistake that no one opposed the ruling, but he says with the current leadership, he's not surprised. You know, if the only thing needed for an evil man to succeed is for a good man to do nothing, um, that's exactly what you just saw happen there. That's exactly what just happened in L.A. That's what happened in, in, in Georgia. It's what's going to happen in dim-run cities across the United States. Now, let's listen to what rapper 50 Cent has expressed it, uh, as far as his take on the situation with the cashless bail. So, the policy which was adopted during the COVID-19 pandemic in an attempt to reduce uh, crowding in prisons drops bail to as low as zero for suspects accused of misdemeanors and nonviolent felonies. Critics of the policy say that it is spiking violent crime in the Golden State. A recent study published by the YOLO, YOLO, oh my God, YOLO County, <laughs> YOLO County District uh, Attorney's Office found that suspects released without bail reoffended 70% more uh, often than those who actually had bail. Well, like I said, when you remove a consequence from a, 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 a specific crime, then you're going to increase the amount of times that that crime gets committed because people are going to realize there is nothing to be afraid of. There's no consequence. Suspects released without bail were also accused uh, of three times as many violent crimes. So the more, the more often you do this, they start expanding their horizons a bit and start committing crimes they normally wouldn't commit once they realize there are no consequences. The L.A. County Sheriff's Department has said that they will enforce the policy, but progressives have argued that cash bail is unfair to low-income suspects who are unable to post bail. In May, a reparations task force uh, commissioned by Governor Gavin Newsom pushed an end to the cash bail system. In conclusion, there is no evidence to suggest that zero bail policy is contributing to the increase in violent crime in Los Angeles. However, there are also concerns that cash bail is unfair to low-income suspects. The debate over the merits of zero bail 
policy is likely to continue. But as they keep telling you, there's no, there's no proof, there's no evidence of, there is actually ev evidence of, there is a study, just like I said, and it says people who released without bail reoffend 70% more than those who actually have a bail. And 50, 50 Cent uh, has expressed, even this is what 50 said, 50 Cent said it's over for Los Angeles if they implement a zero bail policy. So it, 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 this is not something that you're going to say, hey, well, we're speaking to black culture if we're talking, because they try to make black and poor synonymous, right? It just like Joe Biden's racist comments where he did essentially the same thing. But they make it out to where is they try to make it to where they don't think that if black people disagree because the law disproportionately affects black people because they are virtue signaling, they don't expect pushback from within their own party uh, or from within the demographic they think is going to agree with them the most. Well, it's it's obviously that's not true. That's not true. So if if you think that by stating something that you're going to elicit the emotion that you want from the demographic that you're trying to reach just to garner a bit more power think again because people are waking up and droves they are getting sick and tired of the same old same old and these people in the inner cities that need police protection the most that need police training that they can't stand to defund the police they're the ones that are seeing the 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 outcome of these in just terrible uh, democratic policies in these democratically ran state and cities, it, it's it's bad for the people that they say they're trying to protect. But anymore, criminals are seen as victims, and the victims, the real victims, get completely overlooked. In other news, during a recent interview, President Biden stated that the United States is low on 155 millimeter artillery uh, ammunition rounds, uh, which caused a controversy and criticism from the conservatives on social media. Biden defended his administration's decision to, uh, decision to send cluster munitions to Ukraine as a temporary solution. Uh, well, keep this in mind that the rounds that he's actually talking about were rounds that were banned. NATO banned them. We called them inhumane. We didn't use them. Um, and now here we go again supplying uh, more of these types of weapons and these types of artillery to the Ukrainians uh, while saying we don't want to do it. At the same time, we're doing things that we say we don't want to do to make it seem like we're doing it, but we have a conscience or a soul. There's nobody in no way in hell that anyone's ever going to convince me that Joe Biden himself is not uh, compromise is not being blackmailed. I can play you clips of Joe Biden and how uh, he felt about how we should deal with criminals on the streets, about how we should have gotten out of Iraq, and the the battle plan was sound. Um, the 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 guy who says you can't uh, wait around to see why someone committed a crime just that they did. You can't uh, you can't negotiate with someone while they're uh, beating you up or something I'm paraphrasing but that's essentially what he said so you look at the old Joe Biden you look at the way that he approached 
foreign relations, and look at the way that he approached uh, things on a domestic level uh, with crime and that. And you'll see very easily that the guy that's in office right now that's speaking to you, he's not the same person. He doesn't have the same views. He doesn't talk like the same person. It seems like somebody else is telling him what to say. Now, you don't have to be a conspiracy theorist to buy into that. All you have to do is look at a 48-year career of him taking positions on things vehemently. And now that he's president, he's done a complete 180. And he's acting as if we don't have the footage to back up the fact that he is exactly the opposite of who he pretends he is right now. So, uh, yeah, I, he doesn't garner trust from anyone. He doesn't have a snowball's chance in hell at winning the presidency. But I tell you what, that guy, uh, Robert F. Kennedy, is sure looking uh, very different from the other Democrats on the left. Keep in mind, and I know people always preface everything they say when talking about him from the, uh, the right or on the Republican uh, side, uh, that he is a Democrat, and let's not forget that. Um, he takes very wild stances on affirmative action and climate change as well. So, I mean, there's no, there's no denying that he is definitely a Democrat. But when it comes to, you know, uh, atrazine in the water or the politics surrounding the Ukraine war and Russia and, uh, and, and vaccines and so forth. This guy has uh, taken it upon himself to absolutely embarrass people with facts who thought they could dispute anything that he said or try to make him look like a kook. Uh, I haven't seen anyone debate that skillfully in quite some time. I would go back to Ron Paul, who is my favorite debater of all times. He's my favorite presidential candidate of all times. He taught me more about the monetary system and the Constitution uh, in watching his debates than I've ever had anyone teach me, ever. Uh, he was just an absolute amazing phenom to watch. And he should have been the delegate. He should have been the candidate uh, for the Republican Party. And Mitt Romney should have never been up there. That's exactly how I feel about it. And there's a lot of people with me on that, too. The Republican Party... You thought the Republican Party was scared of, uh, you thought they were scared of Biden? No, no, no. They weren't scared of Biden. They were, they're definitely, uh, I mean, Trump, rather. They're scared of Ron Paul, let me tell you. But uh, listen to Biden here in this clip as he sits, to, you know, on camera just to say, hey, we're out of these one ammunition and we're running low and, all this, he just tells the enemy every damn thing that, just listen, it's, it's, it's really embarrassing that he leads the country and that he is the commander-in-chief. The, the, the news is that the administration is going to provide cluster munitions to uh, the Ukrainians. These are weapons that 100 nations ban, including some of our closest NATO allies. Uh, when there was news that the Russians might be using it, admittedly, against civilians, you're then press secretary said this might be the constitute war crimes. What made you uh, change your mind and decide to give them these weapons? Two, two things, Fred. And it was a very difficult decision on my part. Uh, and by the way, I discussed this with our allies, discussed this with our friends up on the Hill. And uh, we're in a situation where Ukraine continues to be brutally attacked across the board by munitions, by these cluster munitions that are at dud rates that are very, very low, I mean, very high. 
that are danger to civilians, number one. Number two, uh, the Ukrainians are running out of ammunition. Uh, the ammunition that they, they call them 155 millimeter weapons. This is a this is a war relating to munitions, and uh, they're running out of those that ammunition, and we're low on it. So, there it is. Your commander in chief giving away the weaknesses. I mean, do you remember when Trump talking about this when they said, "Sir, you haven't told us that you have a plan. You haven't said what your plan is. You haven't said what your plan is." And Trump stopped them right in their tracks and said. We don't discuss our battle plans with our enemies. We don't say what we're going to do. We don't give our enemies our playbook. Over and over again, he stated this. And they acted like this was something that was just foreign to them, as if, you know, any question they asked, the president should just immediately answer, well, there are some questions that are a matter of national security. And, and tipping your hand to your enemy, I think, ranks among uh, the very top of those uh, particular issues. For sure, you gotta you gotta see this for what it is. You got a guy here that's been in office for two and a half years. In that two and a half years, he's found cocaine in the White House. This is the same man who sent out crack pipes uh, to to people. So, I mean, what president in his right mind sends out crack pipes uh, to people? It, it, it really. I, I I will never understand it, and now they're trying to say that they'll never find whoever the guy was who uh, <laughs> who left the cocaine in the White House. But, you know, in listening to Dan Bongino the other day, he said something very profound, and it's something a guy like him in his position would know more so than anybody. Whoever brought that cocaine into the White House had to bypass security, so they either had to come in with Secret Service when Secret Service... Uh, brought certain folks in, and that's either the protectee and, and, and its family. So you're talking about President Biden and his family. They were the only ones that would have been able to get around the security checkpoints uh, without having, uh, you know, without getting caught. So if you would have looked at the, if you go to the Patriots Prayer Facebook page and look at the posts that I put up of Hunter Biden on the balcony, and he's quite clearly high in the photo if he's not he's doing a very good imitation of someone who is <laughs> wiping his nose and the facial expressions listen i'm from baltimore city i know someone is on something when i see someone on something and that man he was definitely on something for sure now we thought that this might happen we thought that it could happen we were praying that it wouldn't but here it is ricky valerie cole a 22 year old transgender model and actress has won the miss universe netherlands pageant becoming the first transgender woman to win the title in the country's history cole will now compete uh, compete in the miss universe pageant slated to take place in el salvador Cole's win is a historic moment for transgender rights and represents a beauty in pageants. Now, keep in mind, these are not my words. I'm reading a news article. Do not think for one second I feel like this. This is a woman's pageant. And here is a man dressed up like a woman in a woman's pageant going in, robbing them of any glory 
that they would have had had he not actually entered that pageant. There was a young lady standing there that dreamed of this day who was robbed of her opportunity because this man was there. Now what happens if all the other states pick up transgender uh, nominees and so what, it, what you end up with is a man is Miss Universe. I mean, this is a complete slap in the face of women. And anyone who doesn't see that um, is just... You're a coward. You know it. You're just not saying it. So it's not a matter of whether or not uh, what we're saying is true. You know it's true. Even the people on the left know it's true. The problem is, is that it's so controversial for you to say it because the systems that you've put in place, your media, your news, the videos, the movies, uh, whatever it is, the complete media uh, uh, powerhouse surrounding this issue makes it to where that anyone who stands on the other side of it is seen as a bigot when that's not at all who we are and we are the majority and in this we are united left and right what you see on the left the people that support them are people on the far left that just don't give a damn they invite chaos and and they don't have a standard they have no values they have no true integrity they support whatever whichever way the wind blows what they say today, they'll change tomorrow, and they just don't care. I think I've said it on here before, but the only standard that the, that the people on the far left actually have is having no standard at all. If you stand for something, they won't stand for it. It's that simple. Take a look at, take a look at the ad of this man, uh, Mr. Universe. I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to call him a, uh, him a winner of Miss Anything, but take a look. Yo siempre he pensado que, que era muy positivo soñar. Angela Ponce, Angela Ponce is everything you'd expect from the reigning Miss Universe Spain. So there it is, and apologize for that. But um, we also have uh, another one that says that it follows in the recent success of other transgender contestants and beauty pageants such as. Cataluna Enriquez, who became the first biological male to win the title of Miss Nevada in 2021. Um, people, if you don't see that this is a complete slap in the face to everything these actual these pageants are supposed to be about, and and how they fly in the face of women's rights. I mean, I just, I, I just, I really don't understand why people don't get this. And from a Christian perspective, there are a few things to consider. Uh, when thinking about Ricky Valerie Cole's win, first we need to remember that God created all people in his image, and that includes transgender people. They don't understand this, and they misconstrue uh, the femininity or the softness or the timidness of a male and tell him that he's female as a result of his personality traits. And likewise, people on the other side of the coin, females who are more masculine, uh, a little tougher, a little thin, you know, used to be just tomboys and that sort of thing, and they, it's perfectly acceptable. But what they've been told recently is that there's only one way to be a woman, and if you don't fit into that box, you must not be a woman. This is a problem. This is a problem, and it's led to chemical castration of preteens, it's led to uh, multiple assaults, um, two mass shootings, 
across the United States. We've had the uh, mass shooting in Nashville and the other one in Philadelphia. All within one year, committed by people that belong to a group that is less than 1.7% of the total population. So when you try to say that group is not dangerous, well, let's compare. Let's look at the brass tacks. That's not true. That's not true. There are some dead little kids who would disagree with you on the facts when it comes to that specific subject. And it's not going to get better until people start waking up and stop virtue signaling and stop acting like the things that we see happening aren't happening because you're too afraid to offend somebody. But that's just me, and I'm always going to tell you what I really think. So you can always count on us. Truth matters, just like it says, and that's the slogan for this podcast, Truth Matters. And uh, Patriots, as always, I love hanging out with you guys, and I don't miss a chance to do it. Uh, If you haven't already, please click that like, follow, subscribe button, leave a comment. We always love to hear from our Patriot family. And as always, the silent majority, you need to stop being silent and stand your ground. We'll see you next time on the Patriot's Prayer.